Hello, thanks for tuning in to another Cornerstone podcast. Uh, I'm here with Ben and Pete. Hello. Hello. I'm Tom. We're pastors at Cornerstone Church in Kingston. And this is a, a, a mini-series of podcasts that we're doing um, in response to some of the great questions that we had as we read the Book of Romans together during the Media Fast as a church family. And uh, we've created a new podcast channel uh, for these podcasts, which don't really belong in a big series, but are still, you know, we still want to encourage you to listen to called Everyday Cornerstone. And uh, you can tune into that, subscribe to that, listen to those um, podcasts. We've got things on uh, Squid Game, for instance, cultural podcasts. We've got some parenting podcasts on there. And uh, that's where we're putting these responses to the Romans questions too. We've done one already uh, addressing some of the questions that came out of Romans 9. So if you haven't listened to that already, then uh, you can go there if that's where your questions are. And uh, this uh, episode is going to mainly be dealing with questions in Romans uh, Romans chapter 11. Sorry, just before um, we go to Romans 11, mm. because I'd like to go back to the Romans 9 thing, because I think one of the things people ask, and it, and it's sort of put very simply, is can we sing that song, I have decided to follow Jesus, if we've read Romans 9? How does that go, Tom? I have Are you dis- baiting me? <laughs> Shall we sing it together? <laughs> I, have I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No, no turning back. back. And it goes on. Yeah. Um, uh, and and people say, oh, we can't sing a song like that, or or the songs that say, you know, I've chosen Christ or or whatever mm. because of Romans nine. But that's not true, is it? Because I think um, I have decided to follow Jesus, but because Christ has enlivened me and brought me to life, and the Spirit of God has, uh, you know, brought me into the into the new birth. So I think that's I think it's a lovely thought. Um, so Spurgeon talks about you know God doesn't just come in and smash into us mm. and make us automatons. He doesn't say that, but you know make us into robots that just say, "Okay, I will follow Jesus." He woos us by the Spirit. He opens our blind eyes to see the beauty of Christ. He opens our heart as he does with Lydia in the Book of Acts. So that our hearts are changed and we see the beauty of Christ. Christ hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. He's always beautiful. But now we see him. Yeah. And so we're warm to him. We're wooed by him. And I decide to follow him yeah. because I have that new heart. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, isn't it? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I think it's really good. Okay, we're Perfect. doing chapter 11 yeah. now. Forget <laughs> well, that. Let's, no, let's not, move on. Nothing else to add. It's a great <laughs> summary. Yeah. yeah. So um, why, you know, add to it when it's, you know, so good. Uh, so we're we're doing Romans eleven and uh, we're having a think. Well, do, do, you, um, do you want to read just to give us a flavour of what we're going to be looking at? Yeah. So um, after our media fast, where we read through the book of Romans, uh, we asked people from the congregation to write in questions, and there were a couple from uh, Romans chapter eleven. Um, here we go. The first one is: uh, Are we to understand that all the people of Israel will be saved, or that the remnant of Israel? Will be saved and what the difference is between israel as a nation and israel as a people group uh, for example is the nation is national israel still holding a special place in god's sight so lots of questions to do with israel who is israel where is israel what is israel and then a couple of questions about the branches so if you've been grafted in by god 
can you be cut off? Um, and uh, yeah, another question about the branches. Hmm. So what is that about? Who? Why have people been cut off? How could you be grafted in? Is it a one in, one out? That kind of stuff. Yeah, well, the branches metaphor comes from comes from the second half of Romans eleven, uh, where Paul is talking about um, the the Gentiles um, coming in to this this fruitful tree of God's kindness and God's grace and God's promises. And um, it's, I think it's worth saying with this chapter, as I think we said in Romans nine as well, is that even Paul himself at the end of the chapter, when he's coming to his conclusion, really says um, how unsearchable are God's judgments and his paths beyond tracing out mm. who has known the mind of the Lord. Um, so, you know, he's been addressing the progress of the gospel um, in the world, you know, the uh, the relationship between the Jews to their heritage and their ancestry and to the promises of the Messiah, the way in which the gospel has gone to the Gentiles and they've been grafted in and that God is not having two separate people, but one people he's now building together in Christ and he's tried to work out you know why it's happened in that order and why there was a hardening so that there could be an engrafting but be careful if you've been engrafted and all of these things he's dealing with and then he kind of in a celebration of praise says look you know there are there are unsearchable things here there mm. are paths beyond tracing out look isn't it just praise God for his glorious grace to the world in Christ and um, so if even he's happy to say that, it shows firstly our response to this should be praise for God's grace, but also it's okay to say there is something unsearchable and beyond tracing out in in all of this. And yet there is things that we can say and we can know, isn't there? So mm. so it's humble, isn't it? It's yeah. humble thanks, thankfulness to Christ. We don't come arrogantly. And we don't use these chapters to beat other Christians up and, uh, and, and divide from them. The whole point is really here is unity isn't he he wants yeah. unity and i mean i guess one of the great 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 um uh problems or or things that they had to work through in the early church was the very fact that you had jews and gentiles in the church you've got to remember that's a that's a humongous separation there mm -hmm. and that and, and those brought up uh jews who paul is and the apostles were you know what the whole feeling was to separate from from the Gentiles, wasn't yeah. it? And that they are the special people of God. And um, for Jew and Gen and the Gentiles hated the Jews. Mm. Uh, and so that whole coming together is like a massive thing in, uh, in, in church history that you would sit in church next to a Jew. Yeah. And he would sit next to a, a Gentile who'd sit next to a mm. barbarian mm. who'd sit yeah. next to a, you know, a Scythian. Yeah. These are, these are sort of classes of people that were, yeah, were, were hated each other. Yeah, yeah. They just loathed each other. Yeah, um, and so it's a beautiful thing mm. what churches, what the gospel does here. Yeah, mm. and um, I think at the end of this letter in Romans, uh, Paul talks about taking an offering to Jerusalem, doesn't he? Yeah, and that's from the Gentile churches. Yes, so you've got Gentiles, Macedonians. Yeah, so it's not just Jews sort of letting uh, coming alongside Gentiles, but it's also Gentiles then honoring and loving Jews. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a wonderful picture of the church and the change that Christ uh, sort of makes in us when when we come to him. And one of the things he's trying to do in this letter is to exclude all boasting. You know, the only yeah. thing that we can do is boast in the cross of Christ by which we're saved. And, um, you know, there are things he says in the letter which make us think that that kind of boasting was, was going on. And mm. so in the first few chapters, he establishes that 
um, you know, the Gentiles or the pagan world is all alike under the judgment of God. And he describes some of their behavior, which proves they've been given over to their sin. But then in chapter two, he's almost, uh, you know, he turns to those Christians who've got a Jewish heritage and says, you therefore have no excuse you Mm -hmm. can pass judgment on someone else. And then he goes on to show that you do the very same things. Even worse, you know better, and yet you still do them. So don't look at your Gentile Christian neighbors and despise their upbringing and their background because actually you you yourselves did the very same thing. So he's trying to eliminate boasting there, isn't mm. he? And it looks like something similar is going on here. So, you know, we're told in chapter 11 that the Gentiles have been grafted in to this covenant tree, the tree of the living God, the tree of the gospel promises. And, uh, you know, it might be that some of the Gentiles were saying, oh, yeah, you know, you Jews who reject, you've been cut off. You know, it's not all about you anymore. You're... But then he actually says to them, look, but yes, you have been grafted in, but just be careful because... Um, you know, if you don't really trust in Christ or mm. if you stop trusting Christ, what happened to them will happen to you. So, mm. you know, be careful lest you think you're standing strong, you know. And so he's trying to, you know, it looks like there might have been some boasting the other way there. And he's just trying to level it all and say, no, look, come on, none, none of that. Um, we're boasting in Christ. This is all about Christ. And, you you know, you should love each other, mm. really. Yeah. Is, is there a sense here, though, that um, actually everything was cut off so it's not that the jews remained in the root and now the gentiles are joining them but that actually the jews were disobedient the jews were cut off and the and the gentiles have been grafted in actually the jews have to be regrafted back in hmm. so even though jews you're sort of coming home in a sense you, you were you're having to be grafted back in the same as the gentiles so though you're more familiar with the history of now the church uh the process by which you join it is exactly the same as the gentiles so you can't boast if you're a gentile you can't boast if you're a jew hmm. um yes yeah, so I, th- I think he's saying that the the, the 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 history of of israel god ch- you know choosing abraham uh that growing into uh you know the jewish nation um all of all of that history hmm. uh you know um you know the whole idea that um, in Deuteronomy that that, that 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 the this nation out of all the nations is God's treasured possession. You know all of that blessing, um, because you know they are they are they are Jew- Jesus is a Jew. Yeah. You know the apostles are Jews. Yeah. Um, that that is f- from that history line uh, comes the blessing to the world. From Abraham comes the blessing to the world mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it, it's it's it, it's not from others it's from abraham yeah. it's through isaac it's not through ishmael you know yeah so all of that blessing and that, that history comes to us and we're engrafted into that yeah uh, which is which, which was god's plan obviously yeah um so i think he's saying that i mean i think he's 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 ge- generally saying that that both jew and gentile uh are are now the Israel of God, and mm. he said he c- certainly says that in in Galatians chapter six, that that both Jew and Gentile are are what are are now the the new Israel. Mm. So when we're talking about nations and stuff like that, I think we it's quite difficult to know what people quite mean, um, because actually Christianity is its own different thing. Mm. We are aliens in this world. Uh, but with a new Israel of God. Yeah. Uh, you know, am I British? Yeah, I was born in Britain, but no, I'm a citizen of heaven. Mm. 
uh, am I Jewish? Um, no, I'm a Gentile, but I'm a citizen of heaven. Is my Jewish friend who trusts in Christ, is he Jewish? Well, yeah, uh, but no, he's a citizen of heaven. He's part of the new Israel. I mm. think we've got to think right. like that. Yeah, and I think that's, uh, I mean, that's true now. And there's a sense in which that's always been true, uh, yeah. hasn't it? So, um, so when you look back in the Old Testament, you know, places like Isaiah 5 and, you know, that the, the people of God are described as the vineyard of the Lord. They are the fruitful tree, the fig tree. So these illustrations were used of, of God's people, um, but they were always expected to actually trust in, trust in the promises of God and not just rely on their ethnic privileges. Um, and that's the point he makes in chapter 11 about the, the 7,000 who have not yet bowed the knee to, to Baal. You know, there's a sense in which Israel could have at that time, in Elijah's time, been um, defined by Ahab and Jezebel and Baal worship. But he says, no, that's not, is that, that's not Israel. Mm. Not all Israel is Israel. I'm talking about the 7,000 yep. who didn't yet bow the knee to Baal and still loved Yahweh and his promises. That was the true Israel within the Israel mm -hmm. um, because they had faith. Um, and, you know, that, that, those, there's seeds of that all throughout the New Testament. Yeah. So the circumcision of the flesh, yes, but there's circumcision of the heart. That's yeah. what was promised. So there's a sort of true spiritual Israel mm. um, yes. and belonging to the people. And so in, in reality, the gospel is just the fulfillment of what was always the case that to truly belong to God's people uh, was faith in the covenant. Yes, and, and, and that true spiritual Israel it, uh, goes out goes outside the, even the, yeah. the Jewish nation. Yeah, Rahab, yeah, yeah. Rahab, Rahab is brought yeah. in, uh, and even Jesus talks about um, you know Elijah uh, under when there were seven thousand that mm. hadn't bowed the knee. Still, he goes to Tyre or wherever, mm. Sidon or wherever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that woman is engrafted in. Uh, Naaman is engrafted in as a believer in, in you know, there are mm -hmm. the, these things. And even even Christ's um, uh, pedigree, mm. yeah, you, you, uh, you know, you see Naomi and yeah. uh, Ruth and uh, Moabite. yeah, the yeah. Moabites yeah. and sorry, all of those people yeah, yeah. Are, are, are engrafted in to yeah. be the people of God. So this is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it has always been the case, um, has it not, that not all of, so one of the questions is, uh, will all Israel be saved? Um, and the answer is yes, of the, the true Israel. Yeah. And there's the distinction, isn't there, between the, the national people and the remnant within. Um, now, the, the church is the remnant, isn't it? So it's yeah. everyone in the church is saved. There's not a kind of uh, classism within the church of like you had in the old sort of testament where there was the, the nation of Israel, but you had unbelievers mm -hmm. within that. Now the church is made up of only believers. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, and you, I mean, just before we started recording, you were pointing exactly that out mm. in Romans 11. So, you know, verse 25 and 26, you know, I do not want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers, so that you may not be conceited, so that, you know, Israel has experienced a hardening in part until the full number of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved, as it is written. So, so in his mind, the saving of all Israel includes the number Gentiles. of the Gentiles coming in, mm -hmm. you know, um, and so that's important. And I mean, there are some tricky things with this because, you know, in 9 to 11, it does, sometimes it does look, oh, he really is talking about like ethnic Israel there. And then at other times you think, oh, no, he's talking about the true Israel there. And yeah. he's sort of playing with the words a little bit. Um, but here it seems pretty clear that the salvation of all Israel includes um the redemption of both gentiles and jews and they become 
the Israel of, or they are rather the Israel of God and the, you know the true Israel. So um, all Israel will be saved in the sense that the full number of God's people in the world are going to mm. come in, you know, and not one will be left out or forgotten or um, excluded. Yeah. Yeah, and it's by faith, as he mm. says right at the beginning of Romans, that mm. the Jew and the Gentile come in. Um, I think there was one of the questions about, uh, it, 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 the trouble is it said something like, will Israel be saved or something? Um, I is, can't quite remember how it put it. Do you mean the national Israel? Yeah. Is national Israel still holding a special place in God's sight? Yes. So, I mean, it, it depends what they mean by that. But I guess that I would take that to mean that place, that land called that we call Israel now, used to be Palestine, is Israel. Now, that bit of land yeah is that special yeah and i think the bible would say no yeah it's just a piece of land is that the promised land no no it never was it was only a picture of yeah of of the new uh, the new land is that jerusalem worth fighting for no mm. not really um uh, so i i don't think it means anything like that mm. but um are jewish people yeah are going to be saved yes absolutely they yeah. are going to be saved they've turned to christ and many of them are yeah. around the world there are many jewish um you know what is often called messianic christians aren't they they're, they're they they they're jews but they're they're followers of the lord jesus christ that's mm -hmm. the, uh, mm. and and uh, it does seem that maybe there'll be revival amongst them there'll be yeah. more jews coming to know christ as there will be more gentiles as we would to... hope for all the nations of the world yeah yeah yeah, yeah so i think one of the questions is uh, you know was something of like do we dislike the jews the answer is no we don't dislike anyone do we yeah. um I, I mean it is extraordinary how no way should we be anti-semitic mm. Because God will save these people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I As think we, we shouldn't be anti-German no, or whatever. No. And, and we should have a gospel, you know, a gospel heart for them, you know, as, as we do for, for everyone. And there's a sense in which, you know, you know, Jewish people, or, you know, who are, have a sort of more orthodox faith, you know, they still are, like he describes them here, growing up you know, with, with the scriptures, with the law, with the words of the prophets, all of which were trying to gear them and prepare them for Christ. And so as they sit through the Day of Atonement Festival for another year, and as they look at Purim, and um, they have all these rhythms throughout their calendar, which are trying to show them that the Messiah has now come. Um, and so there's a sense in which they have that foreshadowing still and have access to all those pointers to Christ. And so there's a there's a blessing in in that way. Massive blessing, isn't it? I think where it goes wrong is that um, sometimes, and you know, in Christian uh, wings of the Christian Church as well, is that um, the the is the, the, the people of Israel become become really the centre, and and what happens is you end up basically with two peoples of God. Yeah. There's the church, yes, which is the church all around the world, the bride of Christ, and then there's the real people of God, yes. which is Israel. You know. And you just end up with these two different peoples of God. And then Jesus is going to come back specifically to Jerusalem and raise up the temple again and reestablish the... And it's all, it's all focusing in on the Israel when actually that... I mean, you know, that really is a blasphemy because, because the, the, the church is the bride of Christ who he gave his blood for. That's who he's washing clean, bringing together. That That's his people. There aren't two subsets mm. of the people of God. There's just one. No, I um, mean, I I, I, I I was reading about, uh, um, there's a bloke in America who's trying to breed the red heifer because that was the particular 
thing right. that's sort of we've lost you know yeah. trying to sort of rebreed things to get back the red heifer so that we can open up the sacrifices in jerusalem again mm. utter blasphemy yeah, yeah. that is not even slightly christian mm. because because christ has fulfilled all of that yeah. we don't need a jerusalem we don't need a, 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 other than the the new jerusalem in heaven we don't need a sacrifice. We don't need the sacrificial system. We've got the high priest. We've got the Lamb of God that mm -hmm. uh, you know dies for the sins of the world. That is where it all goes wrong, mm -hmm. isn't it? We raise up these two people, as yeah. you say, or, or or it can become politicized. So really, the mm -hmm. the mission of the church is about sort of giving money to pro-Israel <laughs> causes and sort of yeah, yeah. getting more in politics and trying to sort of. I mean, that that those are obvious. Mm. wrongs and uh, you know m misguided but you know we, we nonetheless have a great passion we want you know we want you know we want what paul happens here you know for for real jews to sort of look at the gospel and think yeah actually that you know we're jealous of how that's going you know that's our we want to trust our messiah we want them to yeah. come in as we do with everyone you know yeah. um so yeah yeah so i mean it is a very interesting thing isn't it we're to live a life that would cause envy of Israel. Mm. We have the Messiah. Yeah. We're following the Messiah. Yeah. We're uh, seeing all the Old Testament pictures uh, fulfilled so in the Messiah. We get to call Yahweh Father. You know, yeah. like, it's amazing. Mm. Yeah. Um, what else are we missing so here? About yeah, go on. The, I think that gonna... that covers the Israel stuff quite a lot. There, there yeah. are some questions about um, uh, can you be grafted out? So th all this business, I think, in verse twenty-two. Uh, consider therefore the kindness and sternness of God, sternness to those who fell, um, but kindness to you, provided that you continue in his kindness. So provided that you continue in his kindness, can you ever be grafted out again once you've been grafted in? Well, th this, this just as a sort of by the way, is just, it's just shows how amazing the Bible is. It is an incredibly pastoral book. Um, mm. And so sometimes in this letter, Paul is wanting to say at the end of chapter eight that it literally does not matter what you go through. Um, there is not a power in heaven or on earth that could separate you from the love of Christ. Nothing, not your sin, not the suffering you go through, not legions of demons trying to get in the way, nothing. Mm. But at other times, whilst that's true and we rejoice in it, the Bible says to us, Stand firm to the end if you want to be saved. Mm. Stop trusting Christ, you'll be cut off. Yeah. You will, so carry That's on. Right. Keep keep going, keep in the kindness. Watch it, keep in the love of Christ. You know, Both are true. We, it's, know, it's, it's, it's interesting amazing. because uh, years ago, uh, the, 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 the phrase was perseverance of the saints. Mm. In other words, um, and God will be with you, working with you to yeah. persevere. But you had that, that sense that we, we keep on keeping on. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, what came in was another phrase, which I think is unhelpful, which was once saved, always saved. And it sounds right, because that's true. If you're saved by Christ, he will keep you. Mm. But that phrase doesn't, uh, is, it misses out the whole sense that the way God keeps you is by persevering. Mm. Um, so it, Work it, out your salvation. Work out your salvation. Yeah. So once saved, always saved mm. sort of gives me the, oh, I'm saved. Yeah, yeah. I can do anything I like, live how I like, I was saved when I went forward at a mission 
in you know 1928 mm. i was saved then but i haven't lived the christian life at all mm-hmm. that's really mm. not how the bible teaches it yeah it's keep on keeping on and the way we keep on keeping on is to keep looking at christ and mm. that's what he's saying there mm. don't but don't stop being boastful. Mm. Yeah. Gent- being a Gentile is better than being a Jew. Yeah. Or being a Jew is better than being a Gentile. Stop it. Yeah. You're in Christ. Keep yeah. looking at Christ. Because if you're boasting, you are no longer trusting in the kindness of God, are you? Um, the, the New Living Translation translates verse 22 as continue uh, trusting in his kindness. It adds trusting there, which I think helps uh, clarify what that means. It doesn't mean continue uh, working hard, continue obeying him. Uh, in the sense that you're obeying every law perfectly. It's continue trusting that Christ has done everything uh, sufficient for your salvation. Mm. Um, and so when you mess up, you are trusting in Christ still for you your come salvation. Back to say yeah. you died for sinners. Yeah, so you yeah. haven't failed to continue trusting in Christ where, even when you sin. Isn't that amazing? Because even once you have sinned, you are still in the category of trusting Christ yes. for your salvation. Um, and you you're persevering and g- going for that. Yes. Yeah. And actually coming back to Christ in repentance is trusting in him. Yes. So repentance is not you failing as a Christian. It is you sort of being a Christian. That's what being a Christian is. Yes. Yeah, Repenting. <laughs> it's a consistent gospel life, isn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah and the skill, with, the skill in living together as brothers and sisters and uh, is knowing when 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 to apply which mm, thing isn't it yeah. you know so you you've got a brother or sister who's really struggling they're feeling unsure of their position and genuine believers but for whatever reason having a big wobble mm. you want to remind them of the romans 8 don't you but yeah. if you've got someone who's claimed to be a christian for many years and is yet moving away from christ well it may not be the wisest thing at that point to remind them of their election, mm. but to say, actually, if you carry on in that direction, don't think you won't be cut off. Yeah. You know, you will. Um, and so it's the skill is in knowing and, and the prayer is in knowing how to apply, isn't it, these mm. truths? Um, so when you say that, it reminds me at university, there was someone um, who week after week would come in and go very shakily, wobbly, or oh, I'm not a Christian, I'm not a Christian, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner. And week after week we would go, oh, look, you've been saved by grace, you're, you're in mm. the fold. And that just didn't seem to break any pattern or habit um, in the guy. But then one day he was like, yeah, I'm a sinner. And I just said, yeah, you are. Mm. You're absolutely filthy, mate. Mm. Why would God want anything to do with you? And that sort of seemed to shock him. Yeah. And actually, I think that positively had a positive change in him. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't just applying the same medicine. You yeah. did need. You do need different medicine sometimes, as yeah, you say. Yeah, that's and, that, and and it can take a while to learn that, can't it? Because yeah. although on the one that hand well, that well, sounds well, well. like genuine contrition, like hmm. that actually proved to be a kind of false humility and pride. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no way Christ could save me. Mm. I've done too much. He, you know, I, he doesn't know how much I've done. Yeah. He says, stop it. Trust in Christ. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I actually would say, sorry, I would say it is the same medicine. It's exactly the same medicine. You're just coming from a different angle. Yeah. Right. Because the medicine is Christ, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So for the person that's, oh, am I saved? Am I saved? What did Christ do on the cross? Mm. What did Christ do on the cross? For the person that's saying, I was saved and I can do anything I like, it's, hold it. He died for your sin, hmm. uh, to, to cleanse you of sin, not to live a life like that. It's, it always is back to Christ, isn't yeah. it? So in one sense, it's yeah. the same, same medicine. medicine yeah. Yeah. Okay, what other questions have we got? Have we done, done those? Do we feel roughly? like we've adequately talked about Israel, the difference between the, the physical place, the nation in the Old Testament, and now the true sort of remnant of believers? 
I, I, yeah, I think hope so. Yeah. Hopefully, Dunham has given the limitations of the yeah. <laughs> of us and this format. Yes. You know, there are great reams and books written on these things. But yes. Yeah. It's probably okay for now. I think people can always come back. You know, if yeah. they want to. Yeah. Yeah. Great. We think we've answered all the questions that people have asked. Very good. So there's a few others that we've got probably not for today there's there's one on like odd odd ones on romans 10 romans 13 you know there's, we'll there's come back one in romans 12 as well um yeah so we, we'll, we'll come back for it so there'll be at least one more uh, of these um so as i said at the beginning you can go onto our website and uh listen to loads of other different resources you preached uh you know I don't know how many years it was, but a long, you know, a long time through the, the Book of Romans. So, if there's any kind of particular sections or passages you, you, you're keen to know more, then you can go to our back catalogue and download those. Uh, we've got other podcast series which you can tune into, and uh, hope to catch you for the next one of these. 